For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and more. Also, we're on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net there every single night at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel as we speak. Royal Shepherd is hosting the Post Up Post Game Show on Five Reasons, and he's got a whole crew over there. Also, Before Floor, Floor Jours, Extra Yard, and everything else that we do there. And FiveReasonsSports.com, spell that one out. The latest articles from Brady Hawk and others. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This one is kind of special to us because this is a very Miami brand, and we are a Miami brand ourselves. It's Miami Grill. Make sure you check it out. I actually stopped there for lunch the other day, and I couldn't decide. I was deciding between the gyros, the, the wings, and everything else that they do there. And then you got to decide what kind of wings because all of them are good. But for over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you big favorites from big cities, featuring authentic ingredients, prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home. Bring home Miami. So order online or in person. Pick up, drive through, dine in. And delivery are available at all locations. That's right. They got the delivery thing going on. If you're craving it, they're making it. Bring in Miami Grill Home has never been easier. So go to MyMiamiGrill.com to find your location, download the app, and order it today. Again, that's an official sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Miami Grill. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick. With Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. A little bit of a different crew here tonight. I have pulled from our YouTube streams. No Greg, no Alex tonight. Both of them will be back tomorrow. I've got Ricky J. Mark. You're familiar with him from before for before floor. Some other things that he does here on the network. You'll know the voice as soon as you hear it. He is the resident Nick fan. Um, and so we'll give him a little bit of grief here tonight. And then I'm going to get this one correct. Um, but you've seen him on floors, yours and some of our other platforms. Our guy, Ariel. Atias, I got it right. You're good enough. It's a TS, but a TS will do for today. Oh my God. You know what? I did it right four times in the warm up, and then I do it wrong. See, I performance anxiety. That's me. I'm like, I'm not good in the clutch. All right. So we're going to go to Ariel. We're going to go to Ricky here tonight on a couple of different themes. Uh, the first one is this particular game. The Heat win 98 to 88. They get great performances from their two big stars. Jimmy Butler takes over in the third quarter, ends up with 27. For the night, almost all of it, uh, layups, just getting to the basket consistently, N1s, going to his left hand, which he said even surprised him afterwards. And then Bam Adebayo had some tremendous moments in this game and put up a big, big stat line tonight. He dominated as he has a couple of times against the Knicks already, 20 points, 18 rebounds, and four assists. 
Uh, the Heat, you know, hold the, the Knicks. The Knicks, not a very good offensive team, but still hold them to 88, including 16 in the first quarter. And really nobody from New York, other than a, a brief stretch of the bench, uh, rose and quickly in the first half. Nobody really got going in this game. Julius Randle ended up with 22, but shot 7 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 9 from the three-point line. Nobody else in the starting lineup in double figures. And again, Rose is pretty good with 16 and quickly with 12, but those are the only other players in double figures. I'll go to you first on this, Ricky. You are, uh, again, one of the resident Nick fans of the network. The Knicks are better this year, um, 24 and 22. They're still two games ahead of the Heat. They're 14 and 8 at home. You see this team, you know, on occasion. What did the Heat do well against them tonight? Well, basically, they brought it to them. If we're being completely honest, the Miami Heat are flat out a better team than the Knicks. Their best players are better than the Knicks' best players. The Knicks have been pretty successful this season in terms of uh, points allowed and things of that nature. And the general ruggedness of uh, Thibodeau coach teams have allowed them to stay uh, competitive in games where they would have probably lost in previous seasons, plus the growing role of Julius Randle. This is the very first time in which he has been featured as essentially the number one option on a, on a, and on any team. You combine that with an Eastern Conference that has been very tightly contested and very inconsistent in some respects. And you have a Knicks team that is competitive this season. Uh, some of the young guys, Emmanuel quickly has come on pretty strong this year. R.J. Barrett started off pretty well, had a lull, and seems to be rounding back into form. The acquisition of Derrick Rose has made things a lot easier, especially considering the history that he has with Tibbs. Tibbs has been trying to bring in guys that he's familiar with, and it's all ultimately working out for them. And it's why they've had a much more, one, one could even say, consistent season than Miami. Uh, and, you know, if I see them as a playoff team, uh, probably the lower seeds between seven, eight and nine. Uh, but I could see that happening. I, they're a playoff team this season. But I think Miami, especially with the trades that I imagine we'll be talking about shortly, are they're better and they're going to finish a lot higher than they are this season uh, than they are this season. And this game was an example of the gap between the teams. And that's before Oladipo even showed up. Ariel, um, you take a look at this game and the shooting early was bad again. Duncan had open looks he wasn't making. And it just felt like in the third quarter, Jimmy had enough. Now, during the winning streak, that happened a lot uh, during the losing streak. And again, you know, Jimmy has been in and out of the lineup, of course, this season. But during the losing streak, it was not happening as much. W what else did you see there? Because, again, they still put up only 98 points. They look like a mess in transition at times but they still won by 10. So, so what went right there and what still needs to improve? Well, I thought their defense was really what carried them in this game. I mean, they went through a stretch where the Heat were up 27-18 early in the second quarter, and the offense wasn't great, but they were doing just enough. However, Bam went out of the game, Precious came in, and the Knicks just got going. They went on a 19-3 run to close the first half, and they led – 43-36 uh, at half. He came out in the third quarter, and man, Jimmy Butler, like you said, just had enough. When you see Jimmy start barking, and he gets a technical, and he's going at dudes like R.J. Barrett and whatnot, um, you know it's time to take the game over, and it was really good to see from him. Um, I thought that the Heat played a little bit faster to start the second half. Uh, I noticed Eric Spolster doing a lot of barking on the sidelines. It seemed like he was trying to get the team to get going and pick up the pace of the game. And it worked, right? I mean, 
when you play faster, you can go against a team who doesn't have a chance to set their defense. I thought Duncan played really well, made some tough shots. He made contested shots and, you know, got going in the third quarter and it kind of carried the heat home a little bit. And like I said, their defense was spectacular. They were trapping all over the court. The rotations were on point. They held the Knicks to 88 points. They didn't shoot particularly well. So all in all, this was a really good win for the Heat. Um, They needed this one to snap that losing streak and start getting some positive momentum because we're getting to a point in the season where you can't be dropping these games. These are crucial games against teams that you're competing with for your spot in the playoffs. So this was really, really an encouraging game in my mind for the Heat, and uh, it was a big win for them. You take a look at some of the numbers here. You mentioned Duncan Robinson. He was a plus 26 tonight, which was best on the team. He made four of nine threes, played 32 minutes. And that was enough to overcome some struggles from some others. Ariza still isn't shooting the ball well, was one of seven tonight. Goran Dragic, though, didn't really seem to have his legs, guys. Um, You know, this was a little bit of a surprise that Spolscher put him in the starting lineup. I think Brady predicted on the pregame show that they'd go with Gabe Vincent, which is typically Spolscher's move, keep the bench intact, play Hero and Dragic together. I thought that was a signal that Eric recognized they could not drop this game. He treated it a little bit like a playoff game. Um, he, he only played Bielitsa five minutes tonight after, you know, kind of a lot of talk about what he was going to end up contributing. So essentially went nine deep, uh, maybe nine and a half deep. But even Precious as the ninth guy only played 11 and was, was badly overmatched when he was out there uh, with five personals. Again, not to focus too much on the negative tonight in a game that they win by 10, but subpar from Dragic, Ariza still not shooting well. And Precious at times just doesn't look like he belongs on the floor. Um, in previous seasons, I think they would have sent Precious to the G League at this point to just get some burn, sort of like they did with Akpal last year. They can't do it. Can they survive, Ricky, without another big? Because, I mean, Bam played 37 minutes tonight. He had 18 rebounds, but he has no help. Uh, no, the answer is no. Uh, I think uh, the Heat would do well to do everything in their power to get a big rebounding big man very quickly because here's the thing. Bam Adebayo isn't Andre Drummond, as weird as that might sound. He's not a guy that will get you 2020 a night or even 2015. That's just not who he is yet. Uh, tonight is considered to be an aggressive Bam night which we're all thankful for, but we're not quite used to just yet in terms of expecting that every night. And when the playoffs come, you're going to need an extra six fouls and an extra big body against a Joel Embiid or a LaMarcus Aldridge or a DeAndre Jordan, as crazy as that might sound. And if you don't have that, that's just going to make your problems even worse when you're trying to upset those respective teams. Uh, I know Spo has always leaned into this whole we have enough idea, but we can't allow stubbornness to win the day. Uh, we need a big man that can rebound and provide a big body down there. Not only does that provide additional rebounding, but it, in a way it takes some of the wear and tear off of Bam, who you know, we might end up sticking down there in order to make up for the depth. It's very clear, like you said, that Precious isn't quite ready yet to give uh, significant minutes, and you're right. So the sooner this team gets a big man that can rebound and perhaps even defend, the better. You know, I'm hopeful that that will happen soon. I'm sure the Heat front office is working very hard on that. It's just that it's not only for the playoffs, but for, you know, for the next few weeks, because this final stretch, while it may be considered one of the easiest stretches in the season, 
this Heat team has a way of making easy stretches hard. You know, we lost to the Pistons. We lost to a couple other teams that we should have beaten on multiple occasions. You know, a lot of times, uh, I think it might have been you that said this at one point, Ethan, where, you know, the Heat control their own destiny. Uh, This team has the talent, even before Oladipo shows up, to control their destiny positively. And once that big man comes, I think we'll be able to start seeing some positive changes in, in that regard. But Ariel, the, here's the problem. I mean, who is that big man, right? <laughs> I mean, and I, I, I reported today that, you know, they're looking into Dwayne Dedman, but he hasn't played in a while. Um, I mean, he's been a rebounder, about 12 rebounds per 36 minutes over the course of his career. Became a little bit of a stretch player a couple of years ago, but that went down when the volume went up. They haven't really, I mean, the DeMarcus Cousins thing, unless they're keeping this totally under wraps, and that's kind of what they did with Chris Anderson a few years ago, but there were extenuating circumstances there where they were looking into some allegations against him, and that's why it took some a while for them to bring him in, and ultimately they did on a 10-day contract. But usually there's a little bit more noise. When they brought in uh, Greg Oden or Eddie Curry, some of those reclamation projects, I, we knew about it. I haven't heard anything about cousins, which makes me think that they're just not that interested in him. And other, again, Deadman, I mean, Rondé Hollis Jefferson is not going to solve, you know, their rebounding problems necessarily. What do they do there? Because precious uh, to me at times is just not playable. So I agree that precious is pretty unplayable at this point. He's very raw and just generally not ready to play meaningful NBA minutes, which is fine. He didn't get the developmental uh, work that he would normally get in a season where he could go to the G League and and have a summer league and all of that. Um, But as far as DeMarcus Cousins goes, I think there's got to be a reason, right? What does it tell you when guys like LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin get bought out and they get picked up immediately? It's got to tell you that, A, there isn't very much interest around the league in DeMarcus Cousins, and B, the reasoning for that being that he's just not a very good player at this stage in his career. Defensively, he's atrocious. He's slow. He misses rotations. The awareness isn't there. He's a little bit of a chucker on offense, and he's not efficient with the jump shot or anything offensively either. And so I don't really know if there's a big man solution out there. If you look back at the playoffs last season, the Heat were most successful when they downsized, and they played two bigs in the playoffs. They played Bam Adebayo, and then Kelly Olynyk exclusively as a backup to Bam Adebayo. The person playing next to Bam in the front court, other than Jimmy, was a switchable four, like a Jay Crowder, an Andre Iguodala. So I think that this season, barring something else coming loose that we're not foreseeing, that's going to be the answer for this team. They've recently upgraded the perimeter defense, which will help contain ball handlers and naturally would keep you know, certain players on the other team away from the basket, which should help with your rebounding. And so for me, it's Trevor Ariza at the four. You're going to play Andre Iguodala uh, behind him in his off minutes at the four. And Nemanja Bielica is going to function very similarly to how Kelly Olynyk did in the playoffs last season. And I think that that's the way for the Heat to go and be successful um, in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm with you, but but here's the other issue here is that we saw last year, Bam doesn't miss miss much time, right? But when Bam missed time last year, they had no options, right? I mean, (laughs) they had to go to Kelly, and that was pretty much it. And at least they had a Chris Silva that could eat up a few minutes. They don't even have that. Like, you might just be Elitza. That's it. And then, you know, whatever they can get out of Precious, 
I got to think they're going to bring a big in. I, I, I'm with you on kind of the way that Spolster wants to play, but there has to be some insurance there. And that's why the Deadman thing to me is somewhat interesting because I, this is a player the Heat know well. He was a, I actually covered the 2013 Summer League and was sitting at a, basically at, a, at, the, at the table with Eric Spolster because he wasn't coaching the team and he was watching Deadman during this. So they're very familiar. They know Deadman very well. He's played on a bunch of different teams. I just think it's a health issue with him. He's, he's basically hurt this ankle a couple of different times. But I do think they've got to bring in some kind of a big. And the other thing is, you know, I had a couple of texts from people close to the team today who are not as impressed with Ariza as maybe some of us have been, uh, you know, and, and there's some doubt on whether or not. And again, there's rust. There was rust with Iguodala last year, and he's done some good things. But there's doubt on whether he's going to get to a Crowder level. That, that might be a little bit too much to ask, which means that they're still a little bit short there. So I still think they're going to bring somebody in. Um, if a Kem Birch maybe gets cut loose in Orlando, he might solve the problem of a few minutes just to give Bam a breather. But you saw some good things from Precious tonight, including one great finish. But otherwise, Randall bullied him, and it just it seems like he's playing too fast. Um, the game is not slowed down for him at all. And, and that's, that's a problem. All right. We're going to talk about the old Depot factor when we come back before we do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We always mention to go to prizepicks.com, use the code five. I had another winner tonight. I played the over on points with, with Jimmy and also with James Harden paired those two together threw down 20 bucks, one sixty. You can do the same thing. Actually, the board is pretty easy to read every night. So make sure you check it out. Prizepicks.com. Use the code five again to get that bonus. Definitely play it. This is daily fantasy that's really simplified for you. They've even got the single stack category of three pointers up there now. So if, say you went over the two and a half three pointers with Duncan tonight, you would have won. So make sure you check out prizepicks.com. Use the code five. Also check out another great sponsor, which is Chase Signs and Graphics. Successful businesses and organizations require quality signs and graphics for a professional look and to entice customers that's why we're sending people to chase signs and graphics they got more than 15 years of experience designing building and installing signs they're an end-to-end solution they're also a county-wide solution all of broward county all the way from deerfield down to the pines hollywood area east and west their friendly staff will schedule a site visit and have an estimate ready within 48 hours don't trust just anyone to your signs and graphics Call in the experts, Chase Signs and Graphics, again, proudly serving all of Broward County. Follow them now at Signs Broward or give them a call at 954-257-1828. That's 954-257-1828. All right, let's close here. Obviously, we're waiting on Victor Oladipo. He's got a head cold, according to the Heat. So he didn't play tonight. I would anticipate he won't play Wednesday because you're not really flying people out during COVID. So even though everybody, I think it wants to see him against Indiana, I would be surprised if he plays before Thursday, even if he's healthy, go to you first on this Ariel. I mean, what did you see tonight? Give me two things that you saw tonight that Vic would have helped with. Well, I don't know how much it would have applied to tonight, but as for my first thing that Vic helps with the perimeter defense, it's an obvious one. This team for the last two seasons now has struggled containing uh, quick ball handlers who can get into the paint and collapse your defense. And it's been a problem for a lot of this season. Although the Heat have a really good defense and one of the top five defenses in the NBA, um, the reason they give up you know, a decent amount of three-point shots in a lot of their games and teams go on these absolute barrages against them is because ball handlers get into the paint, they collapse the defense, and the Heat defenders are not able to rotate out to the perimeter in time. So Vic helps tremendously with that. 
He's always been a good defender, and he'll probably guard the other team's best um, offensive guard just about every night that he's available. Um, but other than that, I mean, he gets to the rim. He's a player who can collapse the defense himself and get to the rim. And so now you have somebody other than Jimmy Butler who can do that on a consistent basis. Goran Dragic used to be that second guy for the Heat as recently as last season in the playoffs, but he hasn't shown to be able to do that as consistently this season. And so uh, Victor gives them that. It'll help shooters. It'll help guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero in that they should get uh, better looks. And specifically with Duncan, he doesn't have to rely almost primarily on Bam to, um, you know, and the dribble handoff to get his looks at three. If Victor Oladipo, you add another player who can collapse the defense, and when he does that, he'll be able to spray out to shooters. He's always been a decent playmaker, averaging about five assists per game this season um, on a team with substantially less uh, you know, effective offensive options as compared to the Heat, in theory, at the very least, uh, although we've seen a different, a different um, offensive profile from the Heat this season. So I think Duncan Robinson, guys like that, Tyler Hero, perhaps Monty Bielitsa, depending on what kind of role he has with this team, Guys like that should benefit from Victor Oladipo. And the fact that he's able to put pressure on the rim takes some pressure off of Jimmy Butler to have to be the guy who does that for the Heat every night. Ricky, let's go to you on this. Uh, We've seen traditionally that, you know, most teams need three guys that they can rely on to go deep into the postseason. Um, It was just mentioned about Dragic, that, that he was kind of that third guy. At times he was that first guy for the heat in the postseason. I mean, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of ways Vic can help additionally to some of the things that were just mentioned. One of them is that the heat are an awful transition team at times this year. And I, I just feel like they'll be better with Vic in some of those situations than maybe Tyler making those decisions. But w- what do you see uh, in terms of what Vic can add? And uh, you're kind of our resident historian. I mean, how does this big three look to you or how do you think it'll look compared to some others we've seen? I think, I think it, it it looks pretty solid. I mean, we are not a, a Brooklyn Nets, uh, Golden State Warriors, maybe even uh, prime San Antonio Spurs type big three. But this big three is is rooted in defense, and that is not necessarily something that is could have been said about some of the other big threes that I mentioned. Defense is pretty much what it is what will get this uh, big three and the, the rest of this team going. As they follow, you know, Oladipo, Butler, and Adebayo's lead, you're going to see some of that transition kick into gear a little more. And if there's one thing I can say about Victor Oladipo, building on what Ariel just said, if you look at tonight, you'll notice that only two players shot more, uh, shot three or more free throws, and it was Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Victor Oladipo is known as a slasher, and the more you get someone like him into the penalty or into the bonus, as people like to say, the easier it'll be not just for guys like Jimmy, Bam, and Victor Oladipo to slash, but it also creates havoc. You've got your shooters that are getting ready once the defense collapses. And if they don't, that's just two points at the basket. Now, there was this one play earlier, I think it was in the second quarter, that absolutely drove me nuts. And it was, if it anything a reflection of the direction the league has gone in jimmy butler was practically wide open in the paint kicked it out to a partially guarded uh andre Godala, who then missed at three he could have just had that layup there um that that drove me nuts but unfortunately that's where the league is going ultimately i think 
once you have more slashers, it'll make it a lot easier. Goron won't have to attack the basket as much. Jimmy won't have to attack the basket as much. And even once Jimmy and Victor Oladipo get in there, you would think that it'll make it it'll make uh, it'll make Bam Adebayo's job a lot easier. Because when you consider you got you got slashers getting into the lane, dumping it off to Bam, teams are going to have to decide. Am I going to want Oladipo to score, Jimmy to score? Is our Duncan and Hero waiting along the wings? You know, is Ariza going to have his legs back shooting threes and uh, creating even more of a threat from outside? Having one more slasher essentially diversifies the points, the different points of attack, as well as the options on the floor. Because once there are more guys attacking the basket, it makes it a lot easier for uh, your resident shooters on this team. That's Ricky. Thanks to Ariel as well. Appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Make sure you check out prizepicks.com. Use the code five chase signs and graphics and Miami grill. Um, He's going to help in a a number of different ways, but I think Ricky, you hit on it, which is that I don't think we've seen a big three that's rooted in defense quite like this one. And it's different. And you know, that's, I think the approach is again, Brooklyn's throwing out the three offensive gunslingers, Milwaukee and Miami, have three guys who defend. Uh, and, and that's why I think those playoff series can be interesting. They're going to need the complementary pieces to pick it up. Dragic has to play better. Hero has to be more consistent as does Robinson, but you can kind of see where the heat went with this, that you're not going to outscore Brooklyn and, you know, Milwaukee's three defensive players, the three defensive stars, Giannis Middleton and holiday, maybe better offensive players overall than the heats three, but the heat are close enough now and again, it's going to come down to some of the shooting, but you can see they just they decided to go all in on the defensive side. So I'm curious to see Oladipo. Probably will not see him on Wednesday, likely on Thursday. New podcast tomorrow night. And of course, check out the YouTube channel. Appreciate it, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.